This is Mrs. Miller. The stock market goes up and the stock market goes down. And we'll bring you today's action here on this station. The following program is in no way representative of the high quality programming usually heard on the Maverick Radio Network. The views expressed and fishing techniques demonstrated are not endorsed by this station. The following is not a news broadcast. You know that. I know it. I never joke around about anything. Uh huh. I'm always business. Always. Always handle my business. Wow. Hey, welcome. Welcome to the five count. Talk about business. Here we are. Hey, Tun's here. I'm here. I got a large package. He's the business. I'm ready to uh, open it up just for you, pal. Oh, he's got mail. I've got mail. Hey, uh, if you're just joining us, we're broadcasting live from in a big cave. Sorry about that. Yeah. You're going to have to deal with it for right now. Ton's real clumsy, and he fell down the stairs. Some lawsuits were ensuing. He got thrown out of his previous place where he recorded, and now he's stuck in a cave. We're stuck in a cave for this weekend, but we'll probably have something different next weekend. You never know. You never know what Ton might have up his sleeve. <laughs> Both his proverbial sleeve and how big his muscles are underneath his actual sleeves. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So great. I am so happy to be here with you, my friend. What do we got in store for tonight? Uh, it's going to be a rocking show, Ton. You know, it always is. Or at least that's what I like to tell people and myself. Yeah. But tonight we've got an exclusive interview, special celebrity guest. Really? Face melting guitarist. No way. On the show tonight. Like who? Uh, like. Richie Faulkner, guitarist for Judas Priest. Whoa, dude. Yeah. What? He's on the program tonight. How can you even contain yourself, Dust? Well, I'm having trouble. This is like a show of your dreams. Listen, Richie Faulkner is going to be with Judas Priest. They're coming to the Armory on September 23rd. Really? That's like in here Minneapolis, in Minnesota. Oh, oh, that Armory. Yeah, I got you. Not like the VFW where you hang out. Well, yeah, that's the funny thing. Is be a small venue. Well, when we were kids, it would be like people would come to the armory. Like wrestling would be at the armory or some bands would be at the armory, right? So now when you say that, I'll, I still, like the little kid me still thinks, oh, yeah, the armory? Sorry, Let's I meant go. the armory. Yeah. In Minneapolis. I got you, dude. That's a cool club. Judas Priest. 50 heavy metal years been around for 50 years ton that's a long time they have a box set coming out 50 years of 
uh, wait, 50 Heavy Metal Years of Music. That's the name wow. of the box set. Wow. It's like 40-some discs or something like that. Holy cow. It's, it's sizable. 40-some discs? It's like the tons triceps of box sets. That is craziness. That's crazy talk. How do you even get through that? Well, they've been around for 50 years, so they've got like 30 albums, and then there's like another 20 live CDs and a bunch of other stuff. Wow. It's pretty crazy. It is crazy. And Richie Faulkner is on the program tonight. That's awesome. Uh, we've also got some five-count mailbag questions. We'll go back in five-count history. Some actual five-count mail that I need to open. Got actual packages. Yes. I'll say some things, and they'll bounce off all the walls and come back into the other mic, and it'll make me sound like I'm like in the back of a dump truck. Yeah, but don't be fearful for Dust. He's not in a dump truck. He's actually in a cave. What kind of cave are we in? A drippy cave. It's kind of like, uh, have you seen that movie, The Great Outdoors? Yeah. It's like an old cave full of wet dynamite. Did you like that movie? Loved it. So did I. Saw it in the drive-in. I absolutely loved it. One of the first movies I remember seeing in the drive-in. Really? It's a thing. That's good, man. You know what else happened? I left the car to go to the uh, snack bar where the bathrooms are. Yeah. Came out on the other side where there was a different movie playing. (laughs) And that film was not appropriate for six-year-old children. Oh, no way. What? Very vivid memory I have of wandering around in the dark looking for my mom's car while there was some sizable lady parts on the big screen. Awesome. And six-year-old me was thinking to myself, man, this film took a weird turn while I was in the john. Yeah. Turns out I was on the wrong side. Wait a minute. They let you go all the way back to the concession stand as a six-year-old by yourself? This was in the the mid-1980s. Wow. So you could pretty much, you were basically an adult by the time you were five years old. Yeah, I remember. That's awesome. Eventually, I made my way back to the right theater section in my mom's car and finished The Great Outdoors. That's that's awesome. It's a story for you. Good for you. Why were we talking about that? Oh, yeah, we're in a cave. We're in a cave. Now that you mention that, it's really kind of throwing me off a bit, and I don't like it. It's a little damp in here. Your ton sounds more like He-Man than he usually does. Yeah. That's why. If you haven't done so, please go to the Five Count YouTube channel and check out the Five Count in the Caverns of Techno. It's really awesome. My daughter loves it. The Five Count radio drama. Yes. You know, if we weren't uh, banned from the KMSU studios and forced to broadcast from a cave, we could consider doing something else like that maybe in the future. It would be awesome. I love that idea. Hey, if you're out there and you want us to come to your house and record the show live, we'll do it. Maybe. You need an internet connection and some grounded wiring. And tunnel be yeah. there. <laughs> some grounded wiring. That's the important part. Maybe Listen, we, we could never, go on tour. We could. I think next week we might be doing this from my garage or maybe my driveway even. Do you feel safe going on tour? Potentially? Going to random people's houses? Sure. Okay. I mean, what's wrong with it? Well, you might be stabbed. Stabbed? Who's going to stab us? Strangers with a weird ton fetish? I don't think we make people that upset. I don't know. You've, Just a fetish would make you stab somebody? You've burnt a lot of bridges in this have town. I, have I really? Wow. You never know. There might be somebody out there with a 
harboring a 20-year grudge, just waiting for the day when Ton might show up at their doorstep. They show up. He'll give them some cookies and bring them in, sit them on the couch, get them on the extra pillow for their feet, get them a nice glass of water and say, hey, how you doing, pal? And then boom, and all right sudden, in the guts. They stab me in the guts. And then they repeatedly stab me while screaming, I love you, Todd, I loved you. Right? And I, unfortunately, Todd, and don't take this the wrong way, but I won't be able to jump up and come to your rescue. Okay. Because I'll have to be monitoring the levels to make sure that we get it on tape. Gotcha. You know, not only to uh, garner great ratings, but also to potentially have it be admissible in court at some point. Yeah. You know, to avenge your death. Yeah. In the long run, because you'll be dead. Yeah, I'll be dead. So there's no sense in getting in the way. I appreciate that, because I was actually thinking you were going to say that you would jump up from your chair and hightail it on out of there, and you would leave me to be stabbed to death. But so it's much better that you're at least going to you're gonna stick it out, watch those levels. I don't know what you're going to do once the person stops stabbing me and looks in your direction, but... Hey, Ton, you know me. The show comes first. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. So we'll just see what happens. Appreciate it. I'll just say, hey, don't stab me. Ton's the one you had the beef with. Yeah. You could be new Ton. Have a seat. Let's finish this show proper. <laughs> yeah, get him to get him to just unload a little bit on air. That'd be nice. This is all theoretical. I doubt any of this will happen. Probably yeah. not. Well, you know, I feel like as long as we stay away from Billy Floyd Child's house, then we'll probably be safe. I think we should consider going on tour here for the rest of the year. On tour. If anyone wants us to come over, record the five count from your house. Could you imagine? That's your icebreaker story for the rest of your life. Hey, one time, right there on that very coffee table, five count was recorded. Yes. That's your go-to. That's it. I mean, you don't even have to leave the house. You're not going to top that. Yeah, how would you really? And if you stab Ton, if you're the guy who killed Ton, (laughs) check, please. Check. (laughs) Wow. Okay, let's stop inviting people to kill me. All right, sorry about that. That's a little bit. You got some mail? Should we play some music and then come back and open your mail? Yeah. Hey, we've got time for some music. A ton. You're going to love this. I've got one from the Cycle Sluts from Hell coming up. Wow. I know it's been a while since we've heard from them. Yeah, it really has. <laughs> and it sounds a lot better in a cave. Yeah, I bet it does. We'll be back after this.
Maior Schlobner mit Hitler und Kapures. Also verneckt sie alle Leiden, alle Zures. Auf ihren Kiefer mit der Sonne, der Kapure. Und auf sie gesteuert mit der Brennen, wie ein Lichtl in der Fuhr. Du hebt in jedem Feierkopf nur mit Nein. Alle schreien, sollt ihr euch dabei. Sag aber Russi, sag alle Fussi. Sag Faschistel, jeile. Hello, this is Ahmed Zappa, and you're listening to The Five Count.
now, direct from their record-breaking tour of the world, making their American debut, let's hear it for the Bagels! And hold your shoulder blade Because my love is true I say, Cat, we've got something that no other singing group in the whole world has got Such as Well, we're all bored We're the bagel No, man, I'm not Jerome, I'm Dingo. Well, Jerome, Dingo, whoever you are, you're supposed to have your face rocking when Paul is wiggling his shoulder blades. Yes, but I don't start wiggling my shoulder blades till I see Jerome rock his face. Yes, but in all defense of Jerome, he doesn't rock his face until he sees Felix knock his knees. Oh, let's get on with this. Well, I'm not supposed to knock my knees till Dingo goes bub 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 on the drummer. That's my cue, ma'am. All right, Dingo, give us a bub bub bump so Felix can have his blasted cue. Oh, I'll just ask for a bump. You know how much I need you. That's my water. You know I think you're neat. Skip up. And all I ask is just a chance to sweep you off of my feet. I wanna hold your hand. You realize we sold 10 billion records last week? Would be divine. Five records for every bad woman and child in the world. Greedy, aren't they? But honey, babe, I swear, if I can't hold your hair, then I will just hold mine, hold mine. This is Amazing Kong, and you're listening to. The five count. Can Mary fry some fish, Mama? I'm as hungry as can be. Oh, Lordy, how I wish, Mama, you could keep the baby quiet, cause my head's killing me. I seen my ex last night, Mama, at a dance at Miller's store. She was with that Jackie White, Mama. I killed them both, and they're buried under Jenkins' sycamore. 
Don't you think I'm psycho, Mama? You can pour me a cup If you think I'm psycho, Mama Better let them lock me up Don't hand the dog to me, Mama I might squeeze him too tight And I'm as nervous as can be, Mama But let me tell you about last night I woke up in Johnny's room, Mama Standing right by his bed With my hands near his throat, Mama Wishing both of us was dead You think I'm psycho, don't you, Mama? I just killed Johnny's pup You think I'm psycho, don't you, Mama? You better let him lock me up You know the little girl next door, Mama I think her name is Betty Clark Oh, don't tell me that she's dead Mama, why, I just seen her in the park She was sitting on a bench Mama, thinking up a game to play Seems I was holding a wrench Mama, then my mind walked away You think I'm psycho, don't you, Mama? Didn't mean to break your cup You think I'm psycho, don't you, Mama? Mama, Mama, why don't you get up? Say something to me, Mama Mama, why don't you get up? It's a little randy, Tun. Little Randy. Little Randy. That's what they call me sometimes. You know, do you think if I have a boy, should I call him Randy? Yeah, I guess. What do you mean, yeah, you guess? What about Dust Ton with an O? This is the five count, and there's no way I can name a kid Dust Ton. That would be ridiculous. It's got a nice ring I to mean, it. I mean, if you and I had a kid, but I don't know if you're going to get pregnant anytime soon. What I can say is I have a huge package just waiting to be opened. Those are, shared with you, Dust. It's our adoption papers. Is it really? Little Dust Ton. Listen, if you're still with us, this is the five count. I have uh, some really super special five count mail here if from the mailbag. Large package. It came to my house, actually. It came to Dustin's house. It's uh, from John uh, in New Alms, Sauerkraut Street, City of Polka and Beer. <laughs> Shows Dusty's uh, web, or excuse me, Dusty's address, but says in a box and pointing down four ton. Exactly. We got several text messages to the five count hotline from John and New Ulm. Oh, wait a minute. He's got it all written on the outside of here of the contents of the package. Do I read that or just open it? I don't know. He said sometimes he does send his joke to Al and Karen. 
I poked fun at him last yeah. week. I was just joshing around with you. I don't care. It's hard to come up with jokes. I don't expect you to have two separate jokes every week. <laughs> Go ahead and double dip, John. It's fine. Double dip. Because Al Bat's audience with Karen is not the five-count audience, I guarantee it. Yeah, not at all. So. You know how I know? Because she has lots of listeners, and we have just you. Yeah. We appreciate you, though. He's got the contents here. One big poster for ton or for five-count studio wall. Oh. We no longer have a wall, That John. might be at your house, John. Yeah. We, can we record at the theater in New Ulm? That'd be awesome. You'll have to drive. Two small posters, one for Dustin's kid, one for my kid, or five-count studio wall, question oh, mark. Or I keep all of it. And on the back, it says, what up? Hey, Tom, did you see clip at end of Suicide Squad credits? Are you a guy that sits and watches the credits to see if something hilarious happens? Sometimes. I want to say that I did see it, but I can't remember what it was. I think it was another thing with the Joker and... I'm not sure. I think the Joker and uh, Harley reunite at the very end, right? Listen to this. Today, for real, Monday, saw someone driving motorcycle with his feet on the seat, wheelie style, on County Road 5. Oh, yeah. Fun thing to see. What wow. up? Oh, dust. Look at this, dude. Who is it? What is it? This is F9, the Fast Saga. Huge movie poster, dude. Wow. Look at that. That's like as big as your muscles. Look at that. I wonder why one side is like, it's like the same poster on the, oh no, it's a slightly different on each side or no? Is that the same? That's so you can put it in a window and show it on both sides. Yeah. Tom, you're the luckiest boy. That's awesome. You get lavish gifts from the fans. What are you going to do with that? I don't know. Hang in your garage. Hey, look at it. It's a Paw Patrol movie. Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. Does your kid like Paw Patrol? Ton on the double. There's stuff in the other thing color. Everyone loves Paw Patrol. And a little maze and a badge match and Paw Patrol. Wow. John, thank you so much. Sophia's a little bit. not for me, I know, but I'm still excited. She's a little more into uh, uh, Chicken Squad right now, but that's okay. She likes Paw Patrol. Actually, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I think she only likes Paw Patrol by, like, association. It's other kids that have Paw Patrol stuff, or she gets Paw Patrol stickers. And there was, like, they sent... You know how they send you books, free books for your kid in the mail? There's been a Paw Patrol one. So she knows, like, some of the names, but I don't think she has ever watched a Paw Patrol cartoon. So give that to me. Does your kid like Paw Patrol? I love it. You love it. Won't let him watch it. Only me. All right. Well, thanks, John. Hey, this Tom. is awesome. The colors on this poster are amazing. Very festive. I've got a five-count mailbag question from Billy Floyd Shouts. Really? Is it about uh, motorcycles? That guy's always just sending me nothing but motorcycle questions. It's about professional wrestling. Oh, God. Does debuting Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan, Ruby Riot, and CM Punk all within the past month do anything to spark interest in AEW for Ton 
or will he continue to hate on anything that isn't endorsed by Hulk Hogan? <laughs> Signed, Billy Floyd shoots. Wow. Wow. That's a shoot, brother. First of all, um, Floyd shoots. I don't need it to be endorsed by Hogan. That is not the reason. That is not the reason. 100% not the reason. Um, second of all, I'm sorry, but none of those names get me excited about AEW at all. Um, I haven't watched any AEW start to finish at all. And it has nothing to do with Hulk Hogan or you. It is strictly like, I just, I think I'd lost the passion. I'm in one of those downtimes. I don't know if Floyd Shouts can understand this, Dusty. I know you can understand this because... You know, like you're my best friend, so you understand me in certain ways. But, like, I've gone through periods in my life where I was, like, crazy about wrestling, and then I just didn't care and never watched it, didn't care, and then I picked it up again. And then I watched it, and I was kind of crazy about it and loved it, and then I didn't care, and I didn't watch it for a while. I was just in a down period, and then I started watching it again, and I loved it. You remember when I started watching NXT and I thought it was like amazing and I was watching that forever and I watched it and watched it and I go back to the mainstream even and watched it and then I just, ah, it just kind of like fizzled out for me. So it's going to take some time and I don't think AEW just having more names that I've seen at a different company is going to do anything for me. I mean, maybe I would like AEW, but I'm just probably not at the right spot to mentally to take it on or have it touch me in some way what if hulk hogan shows up it wouldn't matter because i liked i like chris jericho i like cody rhodes i really don't have a problem with cm punk like i'm fine with it like he, he's cool i liked him a lot of stuff he did in the past the point for real the point is that these are all people that I've seen in a different promotion for years and years and years. And why the hell do I care that just because they're at a new promotion now? It's still like them just wrestling in the same stuff. Or it's more of the stuff that is not interesting to me. Like I, I, I want to see you tell a story in the ring, not do a bunch of high-flying flip maneuvers over and over and over and jump out of the ring every single time. And It's like, who cares? I, I would rather watch gym, gymnastics if I'm going to watch that stuff. Man, I hope you never have that feeling about this program. No, that doesn't happen. Sounds like it could happen. It's not going to happen. Not on this show, Tom, though, because we've got an exclusive interview tonight. Yes. Guitarist Richie Faulkner from Judas Priest. Yeah, man. He uh, is the guy who took the place of Five Count alumnus K.K. Downing. Man. He's been in the band for like 10 years now. That's crazy. How can, can you imagine taking K.K.'s spot? I mean, seriously. I asked him about that because Richie Faulkner is like he was in your grade probably in school that's ridiculous he's our age wow but he's in judas priest somehow that's weird don't you think that's weird wouldn't you feel weird a little bit like i had a i had a picture of rob helford in my locker in junior high yeah but i wouldn't think you know maybe well 15 years from now maybe i'll just be in the band what the hell what the hell i'll just be in judas priest it's fine but instead i chose the much more lucrative path of (laughs) 
volunteer public radio. <laughs> yes, here we are. Thank you so much. Not as much pay-wise, but still as much uh, adulation and fan hysteria. Oh, yeah. Don Judas Priest is going to be at the Armory in Minneapolis on September 23rd. That's awesome. Have you seen Judas Priest before? Yeah, I have. And I've seen I've seen Rob Helford by himself as well. Did you see Judas Priest when they had Ripper Owens? I think I did, yeah. I don't know if that counts. I don't know if it counts either. That might not count. That probably don't count. It was it was quite a while ago. But at the same that probably is real because at the same period, I think around the same time I ended up seeing Rob Helford also. And I thought his band rocked. Like when he was by himself, you know? His band did rock. And it was pretty awesome when he came out with that Banshee Whale business. It was awesome, dude. Were you with me? Did we go to it together? No. Who did I go to that with? Someone else. That was before I knew you, I think. That's when I saw Queensryche also. That's not something I would do on purpose. Yeah. And I remember being there and being like, dude, I think Queensryche was the headliner for some reason. It was somebody really sucky, and then Rob Halford, and then Queensryche. And I remember... You know my long-standing feud with Jeff Tate. Yeah. Rob Halford came out, and it was awesome. And it was actually, like, decent, and I liked it. And then Queensryche came on, and I was like, you know what? You know, I'm like, I'm open to this, and this is cool. Let's Let's be here. Let's do this. And then it just like got worse and worse and worse it was terrible queens were like i just real i just realized in that concert that they're like <laughs> one of the most boring metal bands from that time period did you feel like you were lost in some sort of silent lucidity yes yes i did bummer it was a bummer but it's okay i mean i'm not saying anything ill against the people that love queens you know, if you love Queensryche, good for you, man. What's your problem? I mean, good for you. I mean, it's fine. You know what I mean? Good for you. It's fine. I just, uh, Jeff Tate has stood it, me up on three non-consecutive occasions, yeah. and I think he's kind of a big old toolbox kind of dude. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, the, even that aside, it just was not a thing that touched me. Like I'm using that tonight. I'm looking to be touched. Ladies. Well, on that note, <laughs> let's get to our exclusive interview with Richie Faulkner. Yeah, man, let's do it. And we'll hear all about that big 49 disc box set that's coming out. Oh, yeah. I tried to get a promo sent to me. I don't uh-huh. think it's happening. But... <laughs> You'd send me one of the entire box set. I mean, I'll play it all on air. Well, I don't know what the retail price on something like that would be. You like 400 me, bucks yeah, or something. Could you send me the $470 box set? Comes in a milk crate sized box probably. Yes, dude. I hope they send it to you. I hope you enjoy this interview with Richie Faulkner. I'm going to. Thank you so much. We're on the phone today with Richie Faulkner. He's the guitarist for Judas Priest. They've got a show coming up at the Armory in Minneapolis on September 23rd. Hey, Richie, how you doing today? Hi, Dustin. How you doing, man? Richie, I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Very well, sir. Very well. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Oh, it's always an honor. Some people, they don't like doing interviews and, you know, press stuff. I love it. So I've learned <laughs> from, uh, you know, the best, just, you know, watching Rob and 
you know, those guys do it. It's, uh, it's always fun. Excellent. Well, Richie, I know you guys are on the road now, and uh, Judas Priest is coming to Minneapolis here on September 23rd. Uh, I want to talk to you about that, but first I, I want to ask you about this uh, Judas Priest box set that's uh, coming out, 50 Heavy Metal Years of Music. Uh, this has got to be the biggest box set maybe ever released. <laughs> I think it is. I think it's uh, just an incredible celebration, really, of all things Judas Priest. And if you're a fan or, you know, you know, you want to document everything or if you're new to the band, it's, you know, a complete kind of retrospective and uh, celebration of 50 years of, of heavy metal. And not only that, but they, they, they kind of helped give birth to the genre. So it's really a kind of blueprint for, you know, what heavy metal is, you know, and hopefully beyond into the future. Definitely. I know there's uh, 42 discs or something like that, and there's so many live shows, and, you know, Priest has always been amazing on stage. It's great you'll be able to kind of follow, you know, how the band developed through uh, through these live shows. Exactly. I mean, all the, the set changes have changed, and the music's changed and grown through the years, but, you know, that, that's, that's the uh, DNA thread of what Judas Priest is and what they contributed to heavy metal was all the way through all those live performances, as you said, all those... Uh, you know, subtle differences in the album tones and the songs, but it, it's unmistakable Judas Priest. And, you know, I can't wait to get a, a box set myself, you know, and sit there for three <laughs> weeks and listen to it all. Yeah, I know you and I are right around the same age. I wanted to ask you what it's like for you, you know, being in the band, or, you know, what maybe teenage Richie would think uh, if he found out he was playing with Judas Priest. It's a cliche, man, but, you know, you, you, you always aspire to be as good as the people you look up to, you know, your heroes and, you know, you have them on the posters on your wall or if you're learning your instrument, whether it's drums or guitar, whatever it is, you always aspire to be that good. Um, but you never think you're going to be playing alongside them, getting the call to potentially join the band. So it's a, it's a thrill. It's, um, it always has been. It's over 10 years now. So, you know, they're, they're bigger heroes of mine now, being on the inside, seeing how they work on the inside and getting an insight into who they are as people and brothers and creative musicians and, and fans of the band that they're in. They're incredibly passionate about what they do, the music they create and the fans that have given them this long life over 50 years. So it's, it's a dream come true and continues to be. Well, and as you mentioned, um, you know, I'm sure you still get the new guy label, but you've been in the band for, for 10 years now and you've been on a few albums. So, I mean, you're obviously in the thick of things and, is that hard for you to kind of remind yourself that, hey, I'm actually in Judas Priest and not kind of, uh, you know, be awestruck sometimes on stage? It's a great question because the, the longer you're, you know, in the band, in the situation, um, the more it becomes not commonplace, but you become more focused on what, you know, initially it was um, how what I'm doing on the instrument, the notes are right, the chords are right, the performance was right. And then as you sort of develop into that kind of, you know, as we said, over 10 years, it becomes, the focus becomes more about fans, the production. What are we going to do to make it bigger, better, a better experience, a bigger show, you know? So you kind of forget sometimes because you're so focused on how to make it better and bigger and sound better and a better album or a better performance. Uh, every now and then you sort of take a step back and you think, it's still real after 10 years, um, and it's been 10 years. So it's, it's a great question. That There are moments of you forget it and get your head down and 
and, and join the crusade for heavy metal. And then other times you step back and really think, wow, this is, this is still going on, you know, and, uh, it was it was an honor to be considered initially, and it's an honor to still be there now. Well, and the albums that you've been on so far, you know, especially the last one, Firepower, really kind of, uh, you know, call back to the days of, like, Screaming for Vengeance or Defenders of Faith. You know, I was really surprised, uh, you know, how much it rocked. You guys uh, definitely, even after 50 years, uh, show no signs of slowing down. Well, the really interesting thing about that record was – you always put a thousand percent in, you know, some of the, you know, the worst albums in history or the, the most poorly perceived, I think the bands have always put a thousand percent in. And my point is you put a thousand percent and you let it go. And it's kind of up to the, it's up to the fans to either receive it well or not. So I remember when it came out, it was just connecting with so many people around the globe when we went on tour and to see it, the, um, the billboard, top 10 at number five right smack bang in the middle of country and hip-hop and pop and whatever it might have been there was heavy metal in 2018 right at the top there so it was just it was great it was an affirmation for heavy metal and an affirmation that the fans love heavy metal and put it where it got so you can only do so much put a thousand percent in and let it go and then the world does the rest and we can only be grateful that it connected with so many people well and again the uh, box set's coming out but uh, i'm reading you guys are working on a new album as well how's that going so far it's been uh challenging obviously with everyone being split up over the last you know 18 months due to the pandemic um you know we really want to we've had some ideas uh for a, a long time now but we were unable to obviously get together and put these ideas down in the studio. So we've got a collection of songs that are, you know, relatively there. Uh, they take a bit of work, a, a bit of magic dust from the producers, and, the, you know, we've got to get in there and record them. But we've got, we've got a, a ton of stuff that we just want to get in and record. So we're really excited that hopefully we can all get together soon and get that done. So, uh, yeah, there'll be new priest in the near future, I'm sure. Awesome. Well, how is that uh, for you, you know, the writing and the recording uh, with the other guys and, you know, especially kind of the, the two lead guitar approach for Judas Priest? Was that uh, jarring for you when you first came in or, you know, do you kind of look forward to uh, having another guy to sort of lean on? Well, especially when it's Glenn Tipton, you know, <laughs> you know, he, he was indirectly um, a mentor of mine when I was learning how to play guitar and playing those songs in bars and clubs around London, you know, so and I was always that music, that twin guitar approach has always been in my DNA because of bands like Priest and Iron Maiden and Thin Lizzy and Metallica and all those, all those bands. And so it was part of my DNA. So getting in the studio with a band like that, with musicians like that, that you can learn a lot from, um, you can kind of just open yourself up to the creativity because you're not having to put on a different hat or write in a different style. You just do what comes naturally to you because you've been brought up on that band's music for so long. So it was an incredibly natural process, uh, an organic one, and just frees up the creativity for all sorts of ideas. So it was, a, it, you know, I've said it before, but it was just a, a masterclass in, uh, you know, what to do, how to do things, and, and hopefully take those lessons into the future. Excellent. Is, uh, is Glenn still involved? Uh, I know he doesn't tour much uh, anymore, but is he still involved with the writing and the recording process? Absolutely, yeah. When um, Glenn found out about uh, Parkinson's, um, we went out on the road for Redeemer of Souls, and then after that, it got a bit too much 
you know, to be able to do the whole touring cycle, as we were all aware. Uh, but he's still got his mind. He's still got his creative ideas. Um, and if he's having a down day where he, he can't, you know, the challenge of the guitar is a bit too much, then he can still direct his ideas and I can play them for him. If he's saying, no, we need another note there or I'm hearing something in my head and we can communicate that way. So the key ingredient, um, and we're, we're lucky to have it, is Glenn's creative mind. So he, as I said, even if he's having a down day, he can still get those ideas across and be involved and, you know, scratch that creative itch that he has, which in turn creates a better, more fleshed out Judas Priest album. Excellent. Well, I, I know uh, you guys are finally back on the road and things are opening up here. And uh, You mentioned kind of uh, some difficulties with uh, recording because of everything that's going on. I imagine this has got to be one of the longest touring breaks for Judas Priest here in the last 50 years. Well, to be honest, we usually work on these schedules anyway. We usually do, you know, 18 months to two years, you know, of touring. And then we'll do the same again on an album cycle. Uh, and then we'll do the touring cycle again. So we're kind of used to that schedule. The only difference is that there's, there hasn't been an album cycle. So there's been no flying to the UK or there's been no writing or there's been no promotion for a new record and none of that machine. So that, that's been weird on that sense. There's been absolutely nothing for the last two years. Um, but yeah, as, as far as touring goes, we did a show in England last week now. And it was just, I don't know, man, it was just a celebration for everyone. Like, we were back, and when I say we, I mean the world, you know, the fans, the bands, the music, live music, we were back. And it was just, it was an incredibly emotional moment. So hopefully that continues now and into the future. Awesome. Yeah, I know you're coming to Minneapolis at the Armory, uh, September 23rd. Uh, I saw you guys there last time you came through, and it was amazing. Are, are you going to have maybe uh, any new surprises with the set list or anything uh, maybe you're shaking up this time around? Well, it's incredibly hard now to keep anything under wraps. You know, I remember, you know, back in the day when a band came through town, you had no idea what the set list was. You had no idea what was going to happen, um, you know, with the production. But nowadays with the internet, you do one show, everyone knows everything. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they know what you had for breakfast that morning and, what songs you played on the set list. So um, if anyone's seen any of the footage, if they haven't, I won't spoil anything. But so there are some surprises, uh, some new production, some, some great songs that the band have never played or haven't played in a long time. Um, I don't want to give anything away for people that haven't seen anything. Um, but, you know, we've, we've got some great comments from fans online about how much they love the set. They love the production. They just love the gig. So, yeah, we, we're looking forward to coming through and bringing that uh, machine through with, uh, as I said, the songs we haven't played ever, in some cases, um, up until last Sunday, obviously, um, and or songs that we haven't played in a long time. So it's going to be, again, a celebration of Priest and heavy metal and live music in 2021. We can't wait to see you all. Awesome. Yeah, looking forward to it. Again, uh, Judas Priest in Minneapolis, September 23rd. Uh, Richie, we talked about a lot of stuff. Is there anything else maybe we missed or something else coming up we should look out for? Not really. Uh, we're looking forward to the date and, as I said, seeing you all. And uh, looking forward to seeing all the Metal Maniacs down there in the front and in, in the arena. And just, again, celebrating heavy metal and live music. And we can't wait to see you all. Awesome, man. Uh, again, it's been an honor speaking with you. I'm a huge fan and I, I've been for almost uh, a good chunk of the 50 years here. So it's uh, going to be great seeing you in Minneapolis. And hopefully we can speak again sometime. Fantastic, man. Looking forward to it. See you soon, man. Bye now. 
And again, that was Richie Faulkner, guitarist for Judas Priest. They'll be coming to the Armory in Minneapolis on September 23rd.
Hey, this is Tim Ripper Owen, and yes, you are listening to the Five Count. Keep rocking.
I should be leaving my yeah you should what well should be leaving my phone on and watching it once in a while in case it's like have a baby call you know what i mean oh yeah that seems like the right thing to do what are you gonna say hey i didn't get good reception i was in a cave recording <laughs> a radio show yeah volunteer sorry good luck <laughs> talk about ton father of the year yeah all his work is uh, for no money and he hangs out in caves yeah. instead of being at home. Yeah, it's rough. Packing his overnight bags. I will tell you this. Sophia has been on a kick recently, and she tells me almost every day that I'm the best dad ever. This morning she said, I'm the best dad in the whole entire universe, not just our planet, not just the world, the whole universe, dad. Well, how many other dads does she know? I mean, let's be realistic here. <laughs> we don't even need to go over the technicalities. Do you really have does? anything to come on now. compare this to? Now I say the same thing to you every time I see you. It's it's so great. It's nice. Hey, that was uh, Richie Faulkner from Judas Priest. That was awesome. He'll be at the Armory, Minneapolis, September 23rd. You know who's playing at the Armory? Who? Uh, like everybody that I know. Really? I think uh, Judas Priest is going to be there. And then, like, Megadeth is going to be there, like, two days later. Guns N' Roses is playing around that same week. Wow. I mean, what do you do? Uh, Yeah, you can't go to every, like, three shows in one week when you got a six-year-old and a four-year-old or whatever. That's crazy. Can't do it. 
I mean, if I was 22, I'd be going. Yeah. I'd yeah. just eat ramen once every other day. Yeah. And go to see Guns N' Roses. I would do the same thing. Axel would be huffing and puffing. The funny thing is, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not as interested in seeing Guns N' Roses anymore because the last time that we went, they played... I know I don't, this is an unpopular opinion, but I feel like they played for four hours and it was just like at least two hours too much. <laughs> like I wanted, like if they would have just played like two hours and solid, all just the sweet GNR tunes, it would have been great. I didn't need an extra hour of like James Bond theme music and what it covers and weird stuff you know what if duff mckagan was there you'd change your tune big time yeah maybe well son i'm sorry that you had such an awful time but i would want to ask you if you think maybe you were having a better time you know back in the day what like 10 years ago well give or take i think i was yeah because this is the part of the program where we go back 10 years and five count history son me and you, September 10th, 2011. That was 10 years ago. I was having a good time, I bet. 2011? Well, that was your year. Hey, it was a big show. It was a two-hour show. That was back in the day when we were just a one-hour show. But the show before us, the Dirty Birds, didn't show up like twice a month, at least. Yeah, they skipped town or whatever. It got to the point where we just said, hey, we'll just take the show indefinitely and here we are here we are and then we gave afropop the boot <laughs> and then we just said hey give him the boot we're coming for you world beat man soon tons gonna be on at noon <laughs> just the entire entire day ton this episode was filled to the brim with foo really and i'll tell you what that means because i'm you look a bit confused Totally. Uh, the first hour filled with Kung Fu. Yeah. Because we played the entire soundtrack for The Last Dragon. Oh, dude. Played the whole thing. That's a sweet, sweet idea. It says here you pulled a hamstring practicing front kicks <laughs> and spent most of the show in the bathroom. Oh, man. That sounds like you. That does sound like me. I had some vicious front kicks back then. <laughs> Now, why were you in the bathroom, do you I think? Something, I mean, did we're, the front kick cause a back kick? Well, I pulled a hammy, so I was rubbing it out, I guess. Could that, get, the hamstring. Could, <laughs> could get uncomfortable. Again, why were we in the bathroom? Yeah, I don't know. That's, huh. Well. <laughs> Ton, if that wasn't enough foo for you, in the second hour... We had an exclusive interview with Chip Foo. Yes! From the Foo Schnickens. Dude, I remember that. It was so awesome. Man, Ton is a true Foo Schnick. Yes, we milked that saying for like months. Uh, it says here that we talked a lot about uh, Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> With Chip Fu, we did? I guess so. Well, wow. he invented Shaq Fu. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just, That was part of the whole Fu business of the show. There's no yeah. Shaq Fu without Chip Fu yeah. and the Fu Schnickens. Wow. Tons of true. What? Tons of true Fu Schnick. That's right. 
That was 10 years ago, Ton. Man. So much food. It really, yeah, dude. That's brilliant, is it not? It's I mean, brilliant. I'm talking like the Last Dragon soundtrack and yeah. the Foo Schnickens yes, in the same dude. show. That's awesome. Two hours of Foo. I don't know how you top that. I feel like we've been probably chasing that for years. For 10 years. Yeah. For a whole decade. Man. We've been on the down downward <laughs> slide here. <laughs> Uh, we've had some pretty decent shows since we then, have. I think. We have. You're right. I don't know. If you want to debate it, you could go to thefivecount.com. There's like 700 of them up there right now for free. Yeah, listen to all those shows and get back to us. Nikki, I'm looking in your direction. Most people would probably charge big bucks for this kind of uh, entertainment. Not ton. He just says, meh, just throw it out there. Just throw it out there. I got plenty. Give the people what they want. And that is what they want on public radio. Plenty. I got a question for you. Okay. I have several questions for you. I can't wait. Uh, I want to talk to you about Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've heard some news. Okay. First of all, have you watched the director's cut of Rocky five? No, you sent me that thing and I haven't watched it yet. Well, what are you waiting for? I don't know. I forgot. I think I kind of forgot about it. Did you watch it? I did. Don't say anything. Okay. Well, there goes my one question I had. If you go on YouTube, you can watch a director's version of Rocky Five. Are you going to tell me that it's better? It's interesting. There's different scenes, extended scenes, different, a lot of different stuff. Okay. Different okay. ending. Different ending? Rocky Five, which a lot of people say is no good. Like Fooey Rock Five, no good, awful. I'm not one of those people. Yeah, I'm not either. I love that movie. Yeah. I so much so too. that I threw my notes on the floor because I'm just like, whatever. Get out of here with that nonsense. Yeah. I'm I'm with you. I'm right there with you, pal. Okay, so what's the is there's more questions? Uh, well, going? here's the other thing, Ton, and I don't know if you knew this or knew that it's approaching soon, but apparently Sylvester Stallone has decided to go back in and re-edit Rocky Four, and it will be released in theaters. And I think that's happening sometime soon. I did not hear this. Like Rocky Four, reimagined. Like I've heard that he cuts out the robot, no. adds more stuff to the fight scene. No, does a bunch of other stuff where it's like a different movie. What? How do you feel about that? I'm super stoked. I'm so mixed right now. I have so many mixed feelings right now. I'm 100% like super stoked to go see Rocky Part 4 in the theater with my best friend. I'm I'm so stoked for that to happen. But I'm super worried that it's going to be one of those things where he ruins it. Where we go there and go like, oh, what? How can he just get rid of the robot? The robot. I don't know. Well, it's not like uh, like a Star Wars thing where... Happy birthday, Polly. The original one will just be destroyed and you'll never be able to see it ever again. Yeah, that's true. Like, you'll still have Rocky Four, but this is just like Rocky Four, the redo. Yeah. Dude, I'm going. I'll go. I'll go. What do you? Is this an invitation? Is this a date? I'm just letting you know that I'm it's happening yes. sometime soon. I'm saying yes to you. Within right this now? calendar year, I think it's coming to theaters. Wow. 
Also, 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 I have heard news that Expendables Part 4 is in the works. Really? How many Expendables can we do here? Well, at least four, apparently. Who's in it? Who's going to be in it? Who's the new big bad dude who's going to be in it? I heard heard Stallone didn't want to do it years ago. And then Schwarzenegger said, if Stallone ain't in it, I ain't in it. Oh, man. But now apparently... He must have changed his tune. So I'm guessing Schwarzenegger will be in it. Probably uh, Billy Floyd shouts and Ivan Drago. Okay. Those are the four manliest guys I can think of off the top of my head. Well, I'll be honest with you. um, I was really excited when the Expendables, like the original one came out. Then I watched it and remember being kind of like, yeah, you know, it was all right. But it didn't completely... Knock my socks off. And then I feel like it's the similar kind of thing, the next two. Like, they're decent, but it's almost like there's too many huge name dudes. You know what I mean? Where it's like you can't you can't spend any time on any characters, really. It's like the whole film is just you're trying to chase down the high spot for each huge name action guy. You know what I mean? It's kind of weird. How did you feel about him? I was a little upset that Sasha Mitchell never showed up. Yeah. Thought that would have been obvious. Yeah. There wasn't as much kickboxing in the Expendables films as I would have liked. Yeah. Yeah, because even when when Van Damme showed up, you know, the part just wasn't very big. And, and I mean, it makes sense even because you can't, like, how are you going to tell this story? If it was just if it was just like Van Damme was the bad guy there and Stallone and maybe you know one other guy was going after him Stallone and Stone Cold or whatever you know choose one of the other guys then you'd have more time to develop even Van Damme as that character and showing him being way more BA than you know what you think but Speaking of B.A., how come Mr. T wasn't in these movies? It's a real good question. Mr. T and Sasha Mitchell. That's a buddy cop film in the making. Yeah. I would watch that. Well, I'm just letting you know that I've been kind of trying to keep up on current events. Again, I'm saying yes to you right now. Trying to be topical. You are topical. This is amazing. I didn't hear anything about that. Well, you need to watch the uh, different version of Rocky Five and get back to me. I do. I do. Did we play the Rocky Five soundtrack on this show? You need to just remind me. I feel like we definitely have. I think we did that. Again, go to thefivecount.com. We've done, this is like almost uh, 900 episodes of this show. So I don't even remember what we did. Yeah. Go to the Patreon channel and just give it up, would you? Give it up. Give it up. Woo-hoo-hoo. Keep it up, Tom. Keep it up. No, keep Not- going. That was good. <laughs> keep it up. Give it up. Whatever. You get the gist. Tom, you kind of have that look on your face like, man, I wish we could just play some more cameo. I do. I do wish. And to that, I say word up. Word up. Let's play some music and then we'll come back and who knows? Who knows what could happen? 
anything. The world you look, is your oyster. You look nervous and confused. I'm so ready. This is the five count. I'm Dustin. Thank you so you much. You okay over there? I am.
Hi, this is Nicole Eggert from Baywatch. And David Chokichi, also from Baywatch. And you are listening to The Five Count. you crampon Hey Dreamboat Oh me not you shipwreck
lamb chop. Who, me? Not you, meatball. Hey, Big Shot. Who, me? Not you, small change.
Well, get ready, Ton, because we're back. Oh, yeah. It's the five count. Here we are. Show's coming to an end, but Ton's like, got a lot of mo. Listen, I know you asked me a bunch of topical questions. And you blew them all off. I wish I could ask some topical questions. Did you see what's going down in the world of Formula One right now? Nope. Dude. Couldn't even tell you. I know it's race cars. Yeah, I'm a disappointment. Valtteri Botas is going from Mercedes down to Alfa Romeo. Oh, my God. How could that happen? Are you serious? For yeah, I feel cereal weird about right it. Now? I feel weird about it. Kimi Raikkonen is quitting. He's retiring from no. Alfa. What? Valtteri's going there, basically taking his place. Dude, are you joking me? George Russell is taking the place of Valtteri in Mercedes, and that... Wow. I mean, that seems like everybody's on board with that. You'd think so. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting season next year. Man, I can't wait. That's crazy. It thanks, is. Thanks for getting me back up to speed. Okay. I'm trying to use race car terms. Yeah. You know, you're not welcome at all, but... <laughs> Ton, uh, I'm so excited that we'll be uh, leaving this cave soon and yeah. moving on to bigger and better things. And maybe, you know, after we go and watch, uh, you know, Rocky Port 4 in the theater, then maybe you'll watch like a Formula One race with me or something. In the theater? Just in my garage or... I'll do it. But only yeah. if we can hang up that F9 poster. Sure. Of course we can. Yeah, of course we can. Ton, the show has been really great. Richie Faulkner from Judas Priest was on. In case you're just joining us five minutes early because you want to hear the true punks, go back and check out this show. It's at thefivecount.com. Check it out. If you go to our Patreon page, you can listen to it like a few days before other jerks. Yeah, you can, and you will not be disappointed. There's so much other stuff on the Patreon. It's out of control. It we've, really is. We've got early access to the Five Count Co-op, which is on the YouTube channel. And it's us playing all kinds of different video games. It was mostly NES for a while, but we have branched out extremely. Some big doings coming up. Also, Ton read uh, half of a RoboCop novella. So there's oh, that, too. I have to get back to that. <laughs> He's just taking a two-year break before he gets back to it. Just leaving you wanting more. I'm really sorry about that. Or confused or whatever he's leaving you with. I almost feel like I have to re-record the entire thing. I'm guessing no one is really putting that much stock into it. No. I wouldn't worry about it. Just you. I'm sorry. I just want to know how it ends. What happens to Murphy? I want to know also. Hey, what happens to you if you go to Lori Dawn Ceramics? On the internet, you get a great ceramic something for that special something. Yeah, you do. That's awesome. That's a she's a nice person. Nothing says romance like ceramics. Ceramics. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's awesome. You can I'm get a- uh, the five count medallion. Wear it around your neck. Yeah. Get it tangled up in your chest hair like Ton does. Yeah, that actually happens a lot. You know, I'm fine with it though. I'm, I'm, uh, I am all about the chest hair. I don't know about you, but I think we need more of it in our lives. 
ornaments, wall art, pendants, nautical ornaments, custom order pickups. You could get it all. Blue Skull, Year of the Heart, Cosmos Changer. Wow. Get out of town. This is awesome. I'm at LoriDonCeramics.com right now. This is some really fancy stuff. You know, talk to her. Because talk to her. If you're into statues even, she used to do more of that statues. I love that sort of thing. I love it. You love statues? Yes. Yes. This is some really beautiful stuff. Do you hide your cocaine in them like all those old ninja movies? No. Why would I do that? That's some... According to the 80s, that's what everyone did with their statues. These kitties are really great. Pink skull kitties. I love it. Hey, the show's over, Ton. Go to thefivecount.com and get links to all sorts of stuff. Like uh, the Five Count Co-op on our YouTube page and the Five Count at the Movies is on Patreon where we sit and watch movies and swear at each other and get thrown out of church. (laughs) I hope that doesn't happen. Otherwise, I don't know. Hey, there's links to like buying shirts and stuff. You can like get the five count right on a pillow. Yeah. The pillow that you dream on, and then he could send it to Ton. Yes. So he could dream of you also. T Public. Get all of your heart's desires right there. Phone cases, tote bags, laptop cases, pillows, t shirts, sweatshirts, zip up hoodies, coffee mugs. Get it all. Wow. It's pretty amazing. I haven't personally seen half of those items, but I'm sure they're all high quality. Super high quality. I have the coffee mug. It's pretty good. Hey, send us a uh, message at the five count hotline. 507-519-2030. If you want ton to come to your house next week and record the five count in your own home, you'll consider it. I'll consider it. It'll be like one of those old MTV sweepstakes. That'd be awesome. The five count in your living room. That'd be crazy. Could you imagine? Ton in your house. That'd be nuts. Let's do it. No stabbing, though. Remember what I said? Yeah, forget the first part of what he said and remember this part. No stabbing. Hey, uh, thanks so much. Appreciate it. See you next time in a different cave someplace. See ya.